On today's show, learn how Pearl certification can bring more value to your homeowner. Now, today we have another special segment from Drew Cameron and Pearl Certification. This month, we launch our new course with Pearl Certification, and as usual, we like to give out a little taste of the content for free. Hi, and welcome to the EJA Contractor University studio. I am Drew Cameron with Flow Odyssey, and I'm going to be your host today for this fantastic session regarding the Inflation Reduction Act. And I am joined in the studio today by CEO and co-founder of Pearl Certification, Cynthia Adams, welcome to the studio. Thanks so much, Drew. It's a pleasure to be here today. Great. I'm super excited for this content. I think this is something that is going to be super exciting for our, our members and the industry as well as for all the customers. So why don't you take us through what you got on the Inflation Reduction Act? Awesome. Happy to do it. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for giving us your time today to learn more about the Inflation Reduction Act and how it can impact your business. Let's kick it off by talking about the tax credits and the rebates, but as we get into that, I think it's important to understand why the IRA programs exist in the first place. Now, according to the U.S. Department of Energy, 70% of all households will qualify for these rebate programs. That's a lot of customers. And these rebates and tax credits are going to make high-performance homeownership much more affordable by providing ways for your customers to save a lot of money on high efficiency installations. The scale of the Inflation Reduction Act will organically drive demand for high performing homes and the states themselves will be doing a lot of marketing for these programs. You are going to benefit from that. In addition, the third party certification associated with these particular homes rebates are going to drive a level of engagement from your customers around their home's equity that most companies have not been able to access before. In fact, we're gonna talk more about a market transformation plan that states are required to submit. And this plan also calls out the importance of the connection between the work you do and the home's higher equity value. So let's dive into the efficiency tax credits, which went into effect January 1st of 2023. There are limits that apply to this tax credit. Heat pumps have a $2,000 limit, and all of the other types of improvements have a combined $1,200 limit. $3,200 is the total limit for the year. Now remember, tax credits are different from rebates. Your customer has to have tax liability before they can take advantage of these tax credits. But if they have tax liability, then there's a lot of great savings that are available to them here. Now, I'm not going to read through this entire list of the types of improvements that you can have your customer take a tax credit for, but I will say that it does include things like air conditioning, water heating, uh, your furnace replacement, and things like that. So a lot of good opportunity here on the tax credit side. So if you want more details, be sure to click on the links that will be provided for you as a part of this training, and you'll be able to dig into the details. Other things to know, though, about the tax credits, they only apply to existing homes and remodels, not new construction, and the property must be owner-occupied. For doors and windows, Energy Star is going to be the bar, and for insulation, you have to meet IECC code standard for the two years prior to the installation. There's a, a database for you at the ahrinet.org website. And again, I've included a link in here that tells you what particular equipment qualifies according to the CEE standard, which 
all equipment installs must meet or exceed. For oil furnaces and hot water boilers, again, Energy Star is your threshold. And for electrical panels, it must meet NEC and be 200 amps or more in that replacement. Okay, a couple of other bits of miscellaneous information on these tax credits. Now, unlike the clean energy tax credit, the energy efficiency tax credit cannot be carried forward. What this means is your customer can take advantage of that tax credit for that calendar year's taxes as much as they are eligible for given their tax liability. If they're eligible for more than their tax liability in that year, they, they just lose it, basically. You can't carry it forward into a subsequent tax year. And it's important for your customer to understand um, when we get to the rebate programs that the way they will work is the rebate will be on the amount of the installation after the tax credit has been applied. So I'm gonna keep moving forward on the rebate side and tax credits and the linkage there. You will be able as a homeowner to take advantage of both the tax credit and a particular rebate. Again, we're gonna talk more about those in a moment. They can be combined. So that is important and good news. And another thing to keep in mind is what you as a contractor need to be sure that you're providing the homeowner so that they will have all the necessary documentation when it comes time to submit their tax forms. So they're going to need documentation for the particular performance to show that it meets the requirements for that piece of equipment or that type of installation. They'll need to have the date that it was installed and they'll need to have the amount of the invoice. These are all important pieces of information needed for that tax credit. So make sure that all of your invoices are including this information so that you're not going to get bombarded with phone calls from your customers January 1 of 2024. Okay, clean energy tax credits. These are essentially an extension of the tax credits that were there previously. Now, I've talked to some different HVAC contractors who were thinking about either partnering with solar installers or getting into the electrification side of things or expanding the types of services that they offer. So I do wanna just point out the efficiency tax credits are available as well, and they qualify for up to 30% of the cost for new and existing homes, it includes labor, and these particular tax credits can carry forward. So this would be on things like solar panels, uh, fuel cells, small wind, geothermal heat pumps, for those of you that are doing those types of installations, and battery storage is included for the first time starting in January of 2023. So moving on to the electrification rebates, $4.5 billion of federal rebate money available for this particular program. This program really targets low income and moderate income households. There is an income qualification to even take advantage of the rebate program. But the, the particular types of rebates are pretty rich and they apply per installation. So for example, up to $8,000 for heat pumps are available in this particular rebate program. 1750 for a heat pump water heater. There are additional rebates available for the electrification upgrades that many of these older homes will need in order to put in uh, a heat pump in the first place. And the income level that these rebates focus on is between 
80% and 150% of area median income is required to access it. Now, if your customer has less than 80% area median income for their particular income, then they have an even greater amount of rebate that they can take. So in that instance, they can get up to 50% of the cost. And really, it's up to the states to decide if they'll allow even up to 100% of the equipment install cost for those customers that are below 80% area median income. So to recap here, income requirements, the electrification rebates are really focused on low and moderate income households. Okay, moving on to the homes rebate. The homes rebate is really a whole house rebate program. It applies to single and multifamily structures and states are required to allocate 40% of this rebate program to low income if they are focused on single family and if the states are focused on multifamily or some combination of the two, on the multifamily side, they have to allocate 10% of those funds to low income. But they've created an extra incentive as well for contractors to focus on low income customers, $200 per household to complete the work in a low income home. Now there's no income requirement for the home's rebate, unlike electrification. But again, the, the programs are really meant to lean into helping these lower income households make these sorts of improvements. So the rebates can be two times for those customers that are below 80% of area median income. And the threshold requirement in order to get these rebates is really around the level of projected savings. So in order to get any rebate at all, you have to have at least 20% projected energy savings. And that is for the modeled approach. There is another approach for homes rebates called the measured approach, where the aggregator or the contractor would have to document energy savings 12 months post install. And that particular threshold is 15% projected energy savings. Here's what the rebate amounts uh, are. It's $2,000 for 20% projected savings or 15% if you're doing the measured approach. And it's $4,000 if the particular package of installation you're doing gets above 35% modeled savings. And that can go up to 50% of the project cost as well. Now, a couple of tricky things about this particular rebate program. One of them is that the modeling software used to create these projected energy savings has to be BPI 2400 compliant. What this means is that the contractor has to do a calibration of the projected energy savings compared to the actual energy usage in the house. This is meant to ensure that we don't have modeling software that is blowing up projected savings and kind of gaming the system. It's meant to ensure that the savings will be real because the model tracks to actual energy usage. And that's the heart of the BPI 2400 compliance. So you will have to get 12 months of energy bills from your customer and that software will then use that information to calibrate the model. The other thing about the homes rebate program is that it has to meet BPI 1200 standard for the assessment that's done. And the BPI 1200 standard does require a blower door test as a part of that assessment. 
The other thing about BPI 1200 is that at the time you do the work, if you are doing work that removes or replaces any type of gas-fired equipment, you will have to do a combustion safety test to ensure that there's no CO backdrafting into the house and endangering your customer. The other thing about the homes rebate is that it has a community benefits plan requirement for the states. And what this means is that the state will have to engage interested contractors and get their feedback on how that rebate program is set up. They will also have to get contractor feedback on training and workforce development because there are grants out there that states can take advantage of to help give you a better workforce to do these types of improvements, particularly around the home energy assessments. And one other thing to note is that this particular program requires a third-party certification to even be able to access the rebate. Okay, I'm gonna talk a quick moment about the requirement for the third-party certification, but before I get there, I just wanna take a pause and a deep breath because that's a lot of information. But I wanna point out some of the reasons why. I think it's important to understand with both this and electrification that the federal government wants to make sure that low-income households get a chance to really take advantage of these rebates, and they're going to be doing a lot of outreach to help make that happen. And additionally, we know that a lot of these low-income households may be older, they may have deferred maintenance, and there may be just more complexity involved in doing these types of home performance upgrades in the first place. And so we really wanna make sure we do no harm. We really wanna make sure that we're going to see bill savings, not just energy savings. And I'm referencing the electrification rebate on that when you fuel switch in some places of our country, you may actually see bills go up if you don't carefully plan out that installation to address energy savings enough to ensure the bills go down. So in any case, We'll keep moving through this particular training and education, but it's important to understand the context. I don't think the federal government is creating a complex program just for the sake of making our lives miserable. I think they're doing it because they wanna do no harm and ensure that the households most in need get access to the money. One really important thing to understand about both the electrification and the homes rebate programs is that these rebates may not be combined for the same installation. Now by installation, I mean measure. You could in fact do a whole house envelope upgrade and qualify for the homes rebate and then also qualify for a heat pump rebate under electrification. The key here being the same measure cannot double dip into these rebate programs. And reminder, the tax credits can be combined for the same measure <laughs> or the same installation with a rebate program. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the certification because it does tie into the DOE's requirement that states submit a market transformation plan within one year of putting their program plan in. Now the goal here really is to ensure that homes which have spent money on putting higher performing features into them are accurately valued at refinance or resale. And the point here is really we're trying to move the needle in the real estate transaction so that high performing homes are no longer on the fringe, but they become something that's normal 
an average that everyone looks for and that everyone can find. So the third party certification will provide the data that real estate agents need to accurately price the house and market the house at a point down the road. And they will help that homeowner get fair market value for their home that costs less to own and operate, has better indoor air quality, and is more comfortable. In other words, that truly is a superior home over one that hasn't made these types of upgrades. And this is what is known as market transformation. And this is already happening in our market today. The respected statistical firm Zonda has documented that HVAC electrification conversions are showing 103% benefit to the homeowner in terms of their costs recouped. This is actually a home improvement that is literally adding value at a greater amount than the cost to do the improvements themselves. Um, and I have a nifty chart here that I've, I've shared uh, on the slide that shows you this information from Zonda. Okay, that wraps up what the Inflation Reduction Act is. And next in the series, we're going to move into how you prepare for the Inflation Reduction Act. Drew, over to you. Sounds good. It's a lot of information I know, as uh, Cynthia mentioned in there, to take advantage of and consume. And obviously, you know, we are in the industry, it's going to be tough for our consumers to understand what that is. But that's where it's a unique opportunity for you to become a leader in your marketplace as the contractor who embraces this simplifies it, makes sure it's explainable to your team as well as to the consumers, and then that way you can maximize the opportunity for your business as well as for your consumers. So we'll get at it in the next video where we're going to talk about how to bring this into your business. Until next time. Awesome content right there from Mr. Drew Cameron. As usual, be sure to share this on Facebook, and if that's where you're watching this, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now.